0: I'm Ben Micellis from the Midas Touch Network and co-host of Legal AF with Michael Popak. This is a breaking news and historic news that I am honored to deliver with my co-host Michael Popak to all of those who watch the Midas Touch Network. Donald Trump has been criminally indicted in connection with his theft of thousands of government records and his obstruction of justice. Yes, you heard me correctly. Special counsel Jack Smith has indicted Donald Trump On seven counts that we will be discussing in just a moment in connection with Donald Trump's theft of thousands of government records, his concealment and mutilation of those records, his obstruction of justice, his witness tampering. We first got word that the charges may have been brought Earlier in the day on Thursday, when Donald Trump posted on his social media platform that his lawyers had received word of the indictments and that he would be required to show up at the federal courthouse in Miami in the Southern District of Florida on Tuesday for his arraignment. Of course, we all have to be very careful and circumspect when reporting on Donald Trump's Uh, social media posts because Donald Trump lies about everything. But thereafter, we learned from our own sources and from the reporting by many other large media networks that indeed, Special Counsel Jack Smith has criminally indicted Donald Trump, the indictments from a grand jury in the Southern District of Florida. I'm honored to turn it over to my co-host, Michael Popak, to discuss the charges and this truly historic breaking news.
1: Yeah, Ben, same here. And I'm honored to be a part of this profession. I know that Alina Haba spent a, a little bit of airtime today saying she was embarrassed to be a lawyer. I'd be embarrassed to be a lawyer if I was Alina Haba too. But you and I are proud members of a um, of a very proud profession. And it's days like this that not only am I glad I'm on the Midas Touch Network and you and I founded Legal AF together, but that um, I'm able to say with complete authenticity and complete credibility that our system works, that the guardrails of democracy, the conscience of democracy that is our judiciary system is working. And there's a reason why Merrick Garland stepped aside. Under under a lot of uh, took a lot of heat for doing it. A lot of people that questioned some of his anatomical parts when he decided that he needed, based on the statute, to appoint an independent counsel. But this is the very reason why you do it, because at the moment there would be an indictment decision and ultimately an indictment, which happened today mark it down, red letter on your calendar, historic event today. Where were you when you heard that Donald Trump was indicted? You might have been on the Midas Touch Network watching the Brothers podcast with 30,000 other people. But um, this this is going exactly the way our founding fathers thought it would go and future historians thought it would go. The Biden administration didn't indict Donald Trump today. A grand jury led by a completely independent special counsel, independent from our attorney general, did that. And we learned today, and you know, it, it's funny, we were getting these news droppings. I called them strategic leaking over the last two or three weeks, which indicated to all of us in the business and at the intersection of law and politics that there was a Mar a Lago indictment just around the corner. In fact, this one we got even better. We were off by a couple of weeks in New York when he was indicted as to timing. This one we got within 24 hours of when we thought it was going to happen. And we saw a very well-run prosecution and investigation team, only seven months, I'm holding up my hands, only seven months in length. From This is only seven months since since Jack Smith never appeared at the podium and he was still abroad at The Hague with a broken leg after a bicycle accident to indictment. That is of a complicated case. One of several grand juries that will likely return an indictment. But we just learned, you know, of course, two weeks ago, Evan Corcoran not only testified, but turned over audio recordings. He turned over 50 pages of his personal notes as an attorney for Donald Trump. Highly unusual. We got that. Mark Meadows just yesterday testifying against Donald Trump, the maintenance worker at Mar a Lago. We've learned all of these things for what had been an airtight. Um, watertight investigation by by Jack Smith. So tight that people were questioning us on Legal AF. What is he doing? We never see him. Where is he? This is what he was doing. And the fact that he started leaking to put pressure on both Donald Trump and those around him, signaling an indictment was around a corner, was a good thing. We just learned 48 hours ago, and we follow this really closely. So you know how under wraps it was that there was a second grand jury in Miami. The reason we never talked about it on Legal AF. Ben and me is because we didn't know about it. And because they were, you know, doing it under the, you know, it's supposed to be secret and they were doing a good job down in Miami with a little bit of a misdirection play. We all thought everything was going on in DC, but the, the, that looks like the heart of the matter, the, the really, you know, roll up your shirt sleeves, let's get the job done was being done by Jack Smith and his prosecutors in Miami, wrapping up a couple of more witnesses this week with, with Mark Meadows. And suddenly we, I wasn't surprised by indictment I was surprised by location Miami grand jury indictment and arraignment on Tuesday in the southern district of Florida but not just any part of the southern district so for those that worry Eileen Cannon up in the north part of the southern district of Florida up in Vero Beach she's not involved and she won't be involved nor will any judge in the west in the west palm, palm beach uh District of the Southern District or, or venue or um, division. So Judge Middlebrooks, who's had his own issues with 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 uh, uh, civilly with um, Donald Trump, isn't involved. It's going to come from the wheel down in Miami and I practice down there regularly. It's a very fine bench. Um, the Miami, we're gonna. I'll know on Tuesday when the arraignment happens. Who, of course, who that judge is. I'll report back with you, Ben, and and Karen Friedman, Agnifilo. My thoughts about that particular judge. I know most of them that sit on the bench. It's not a great venue for Donald Trump um, at all. Um, the 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 um, indictment that's going to be unsealed. We're the only way we know it is because Jim Trusty went on cable news today and CNN and reeled off some of the counts, which you and I jotted down. Ben, you want to roll that?
0: Yeah, let's uh, play the video of Jim Trusty on CNN. Play the clip.
1: Do you have a copy of this indictment?
2: No, we haven't been provided with the indictment yet. What we have right now is essentially a summons, which is a replacement for a warrant, right? Normally, indictments are accompanied by a warrant where there's an arrest. Here, we've received a summons from the Department of Justice asking us to be uh, at the courthouse Tuesday at 3 o'clock.
1: And does it say how many charges there are against your client?
2: It uh, Again, it doesn't perfectly mirror an indictment, but it does have some language in it that suggests what the seven charges would be. Not 100% clear that all of those are separate charges, but they basically break out from an Espionage Act charge, which is ludicrous under the facts of this case, and I I can certainly explain it, and several obstruction-based type charges and then false statement charges, which are actually, again, kind of a a crazy stretch just from the facts as we know it. So there's a lot to pick at eventually from the defense side, but that appears to be the charges, and it appears to be something that will uh, get off the ground on Tuesday.
1: Okay, so you're confirming it is seven charges. You said there's an Espionage, Espionage Act charge. Is there one on the willful retention of documents?
2: Yeah, that's it. It's, we're talking 18 U.S.C. 793. Uh, and then there's several 18 U.S.C. 1512, 1519s. I know it's great television, right, to cite these numbers. But the bottom line is it breaks down to the retention charge, as you would call it, obstructions and false statement.
1: And is there a conspiracy charge in here?
2: Uh, I believe so. I don't have it in front of me right now. Again, this is not biblically accurate because I'm not looking at a charging document. I'm looking at a summary sheet. So there's language in there that might actually be uh, reflecting a single count instead of two. But I think there was a conspiracy count as well.
0: Michael Popak, for all of our viewers out there, I see the uh, great big smile on, uh, on, on your face. Can you, one, react to that, but two, break down the charges that he listed in kind of layman's terms?
1: Sure. I I was laughing because of trustee. It's like, does anybody believe that Jim Trusty can't remember what was in the half-page summons that he can't – I don't know. There might have been a conspiracy count. It might have been my tuna fish salad order from lunch. I'm not really sure. It's ridiculous. And this is what – we've now pieced it together from that and from other reporting that there are seven counts. Espionage Act I'll talk about, False Statement Destruction of documents, obstruction of justice, which we knew from the beginning. Merrick Garland used the word obstruction about six times when he appointed Jack Smith. And conspiracy, meaning there's more than one person involved with everything related to Mar-a-Lago. And there's been reporting that there may be a witness tampering. But a trustee uh, couldn't remember, couldn't come up with that one on the tip of his tongue either. So let's start with Espionage Act. That is the easiest one for the Department of Justice to prove, for Jack Smith's people to prove. Because there's so few moving parts. You do not need classified or top secret documents. So this whole issue, this whole defense of I declassified them, they weren't classified, everybody declassified, doesn't matter. Because the documents that are at issue in an espionage is the willful retention and or use or dissemination of material that relates to the national defense. So they call it national defense information, NDI. And there, there, there is no defense to the fact that within that 13,000 pages of original documents, there is NDI, National Defense Information, because at least 100 of them are top secret and classified even if you unclassify them and untop secret them they are still national defense information it doesn't change the intrinsic character of the document and he's caught red handed it's like it's like sticky sticky uh, flypaper he's got them. he didn't return them those are two elements and they are ndi and if you do it willfully and intentionally and what do you call over 2 years a year and a half of donald trump trying to play cat and mouse with first the pre- the uh, National Archive, then the Department of Justice and the FBI, then federal judges issuing subpoenas and search warrants and orders for turnover, and him lying all along the way to his inner circle, including at least three sets, no, four sets of lawyers, starting with the lawyer that represented him at the very beginning, when he was still in office, and then with the National Archive about, oh, you got fifteen boxes. Okay, that's the that's tell him that's all of it. When when that lawyer said, I'm not doing that because that's not true. Then Evan Corcoran and Christina Bob being forced to to certify under penalty of perjury that this this envelope of thirty four things was the entire universe when there was at least another another. Th- few thousand plus 100 marked top secret and confidential in a room they never were allowed into that Donald Trump lied to them about and then had them sign this sworn statement, which is a lie under oath. This goes back to how many people are involved in this conspiracy with the conspiracy count. Evan Corcoran could be unindicted or indicted co-conspirator number two. Mark Meadows who was involved at least with the Mar-a-Lago chain of custody documents while he was still in the White House. Indicted or unindicted co-conspirator number one. The guy moving the boxes, Walt Nauda, in and out of the room before Evan Corcoran even had a chance to look as they spoon-fed him that information. Unindicted, probably indicted. Co-conspirator number three. Whoever helped pack the boxes to take it to... um, to a Bedminster and move the SUV, and so on and so on. So Espionage Act, you then have false statement. That would be, I'm not sure Donald Trump himself gave false statements, because I'm not sure he gave statements directly to the FBI or the Department of Justice. But to the extent that he did, that we got a false statement, charge 1001, which is, which is right. It's always in the arsenal for, for prosecutors. You've got obstruction of justice, which is exactly what it sounds like. We asked you for the documents, you didn't return them. You lied to us through your lawyers and you didn't return them. You tried to spoon feed us the documents and you did a dress rehearsal as the federal judges noted and and we caught you. You, you, you altered your video, you altered your video cameras and your videotape. You moved the boxes in and out of the room before we arrived. This is the Department of Justice and the FBI. These are all badges of obstruction. You know, you, you had your lawyer sign a penalty of perjury, something you knew that wasn't true. This is all how obstruction of justice happens, and that's what we always thought the case was about. We talked about conspiracy, and to the extent that documents are missing or ripped up or shoved down drains or fireplaces, you got destruction of of, of documents and spoliation of documents. So you got all, those are the charges, and then when you're ready, Ben, let's talk about Miami when you get there. Yeah, we'll talk
0: about that in a moment. We're talking about serious, serious jail time for these various crimes. Each obstruction count alone, we're talking about uh, up to 20 years in prison. Uh, And for anybody, regardless of their age, the compounding effect of these charges would be a life sentence of any individual at any age. Someone who's was just born was convicted. That's if you add up all of the years for all of these charges. What we're going to be focused on next, as you alluded to, is who is going to be the judge assigned to this matter. One of the things we should look forward to as well are the conditions on bail. These are very serious crimes. These are not no bail crimes. There's going to be a significant monetary component to the bail. That that, that would be the law here, um, as well as a lot of very serious conditions and restrictions that are going to be placed uh, pending uh, the uh, trial date. Um, And then finally, um, one of the pieces of news that we're learning as well uh, is that we do expect other individuals uh, to be indicted. They may be indicted already and we just don't know about it, but there are others who are expected to be indicted. Finally, I'll let you close Popak with this specific venue.
1: Yeah, let's talk about Miami. First of all, um, Ben, there's, there's already been reporting that the arraignment, uh, the indictment and the arraignment on Tuesday was news to the Secret Service, which continues to provide protection to Donald Trump. And they learned it in his social media postings. So this caught them completely flat-footed. I'm sure they've thought about They'd have to be deaf, dumb, and blind not to think about the possibility that he would be indicted federally uh, for these crimes. But they, but they didn't learn about it. And they're not, they're none too pleased until even the Department of Justice didn't tip anybody off. This was leak proof about it, and now they're scrambling. That's why I think it's Tuesday. They're scrambling between now, and the next four or five days, to get their security plan in place to bring Donald Trump and his and his uh, convoy of black tinted SUVs you know, in and out of the federal courthouse, um, the main federal courthouse in Miami. Miami is an interesting venue. I practiced there. I have practiced there for over 20 years. The bench, which primarily has come from the state court bench, and they get elevated to the federal court, um, is uh, really solid, very strong. We were always very happy with the people that got elevated. Most of them, many of them came through Obama and even Clinton. Um, You know, there's a few that came through Trump more recently, but it's a sort of a moderate bench in that way. Um, you know, there's a couple in there that I would think, eh, that's not the greatest pick for justice, so to speak. But um, I think we can live with most everyone that could be the judge assigned to this. Um, I think it did not happen by random. This is my own popoc theory. I don't think the Miami... Um, division of the Southern District was picked by accident. I think the chief judge of the court system got involved and said, I think it's better to put it in Miami for multiple reasons, including the ability to defend it and security. And then he's going to be treated just like anybody else in terms of being, um, he's not going to be in an orange jumpsuit um, and pretrial detained, but he's going to have to be processed federally and arrested and and, and ultimately arraigned that same day. Um, he'll plead not guilty. We'll see. I guess it'll be Jim Trustee, who will be his lawyer. They'll have to find some sort of Florida lawyer to be their local counsel because they'll need local counsel for this. So I'm not sure who that's going to be, but maybe I know them. We'll see what happens there. And then, yes, it's going to go right that day to um, the federal the um, federal statute that deals with whether pretrial detention is appropriate. We don't think pretrial detention is going to be in the cards, even though we'd like it to be. Even if, even though it's espionage and conspiracy, and even though he's now. I mean, there's not that many. There's not that many. Um, defendants, criminal defendants, brought before a federal judge who have been indicted twice within a month or two in two different places. So he's going to have to deal with that. Good, you know, good on Donald Trump. Um, you know, if you if you're going to be a, a master criminal, I mean, really, he's going to be four or five times indicted while he's still running for office, which is saying something, and probably in the middle of a criminal trial during the primaries. So he's, they're going to have to go through all of that. They're going to set bail. If Sam Bankman freed for FTX's failure as any measure, it'll probably be over a million dollars, if not more. Um, he'll mm-hmm. he'll post it. And then there'll be conditions. And I, you did a good job during today's Brothers podcast, and maybe now you can hit it, of what you think the possible conditions would be or should be related to his travel and his liberty.
0: I think there's going to be travel restrictions. I don't think they're going to prohibit him from traveling uh, here or abroad, but I do think they will require declarations, specific itineraries, Uh, very strict supervision. It's going to require approval each time he is going to be traveling, especially if it's international travel. But if he violates any of these terms, and you know that Donald Trump does not like to be controlled in any way, if he violates any terms, he's going to be deeply controlled right now. And that could lead to him being immediately remanded uh, into custody. Uh, And finally, Popak, you mentioned expect other indictments as well. Um, Of course, you have Fulton County District Attorney Faunie Willis. We expect uh, criminal indictments there from the grand jury late July, early August. And then Special Counsel Jack Smith still has at least one other grand jury, multiple grand juries, but at least one other grand jury in DC investigating a whole different set of crimes of Donald Trump's election interference, Donald Trump's threats to local and state election officials, Donald Trump's wire fraud uh, and other campaign finance violations, and expect indictments there in the next few months as well. So I give you and Manhattan the Manhattan
1: DA, way. and I don't think Manhattan DA is done. I think he's got a, I think Alvin Bragg's got a taste for the indictment. He did it with Stormy Daniels. He broke the glass ceiling for prosecutors. I think he's gonna. He's going to come up with a new set of indictments related to the things that are parallel to the civil fraud investigation by Letitia James which is, again, economic peril for Donald Trump, something he probably hates, where somebody's going to take his money and bankrupt him. That's going on too. But the last the last thing, Ben, it was disgusting as I was driving home to jump on this hot take with you, to hear all of the MAGA Republicans in Congress side against history, against justice, against democracy, and with Donald Trump. It would be like everybody in the 70s jumping on the Nixon bandwagon after he had been almost indicted and impeached for Watergate. I mean, it's really, it's, it is, but it is the reason that they're never going to win the general election. Yet he's going to use this in the short term to raise a tremendous amount of money and get a lot of publicity and a lot of a lot of uh, attraction against his, his multiple competitors. We can't name but like two of them. He's going to get the nomination, but he's never going to win the general election. No, I, I trust the American people that they're not going to put in the White House a four or five time indicted, potentially convicted, twice impeached, a judge sex abuser as our president of the United States. I trust the American people.
0: I do too. I want to give a special thanks to you, Michael Popak, for joining us on our earlier live stream. We were the number one YouTube live stream in the entire world, not just for news, but across every category. Very, very, very grateful to the Midas Mighty for making that possible. Uh, make sure everybody tunes in to the Legal AF this Saturday. We will go live at 5 Uh, Pacific 8 Eastern, we will have a new live legal AF. We're going to break down all of these issues. That should be a very, very significant uh, legal AF. And make sure you subscribe to legal AF wherever you get audio podcasts. It's easy. Just search legal AF and uh, hit subscribe. And 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 you're going to do a Tuesday live, right? For arraignment. Oh, we will be covering this every step of the way. I'm Ben Mycellus, joined by Michael Popak. Shout out to the Midas Mighty. Hit subscribe on our YouTube channel. Thank you so much. Hey, Midas Mighty. Love this report. Continue the conversation by following us on Instagram at MidasTouch to keep up with the most important news of the day. What are you waiting for? Follow us now.